Yo, what's up, everybody? Black is the new black. Uh, sorry for like the month. Shit, month and some change absence. Uh, shit happened, man. Uh, life. Um, I am not joined by hey. Taylor today. He will be possibly joining us at some point. I'm joined by Bobby, frequent guest. Bobby, say what's up, man. What's up, world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell people where they can find. Ah, uh, man, I'm on Facebook, just regular as Robert Brown. Uh, Instagram, Uptown Bobby 87. Twitter, Uptown Bobby. Uh, I have a podcast called On the Upside. I haven't done that in a while, too. So I feel y'all pain. You know, it's the holiday. You know, all these holidays. I mean, yeah, Thanksgiving, uh, yeah, Christmas. Then yeah, New Year's. Then yeah, Valentine's Day, Black History Month, Black Panther. So I, I get setbacks, man. I like how you slid Black Panther in the holidays. Oh yeah, it was, it was an <laughs> we ain't gonna front. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely gonna talk about Black Panther. Um, but you guys know what we do here: sports, nerd shit, and hip hop, uh, whatever, whatever other bullshit we want to talk about. Uh, before we get into Black Panther, though, I wanted to hit on some of the sports topics that we have missed um, because we ain't been here for a minute. So, um, first, uh, big sports thing that happened: uh, the Cavs basically rebuilt their team overnight. Uh, they traded, damn, who all they traded? Isaiah Thomas got traded, Dwayne Wade got traded, Jay Crowder got traded, Derrick Rose got traded. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Channing Fry got traded. Channing um, Fry, your old yeah. man. Yeah, I mean, Tanner Fry was like a throw-in because he wasn't playing anyway. But right, but yeah, man, uh, the Cavs basically rebooted their team. Got Rodney Hood, J- uh, Jordan Clarkson, uh, George Hill, and um, Larry Nance Jr. Uh, got younger, faster, more athletic. Um, I thought it was an excellent trade. I, I still don't necessarily think they can beat the Warriors, but I thought this gives them a better chance than short ass Isaiah Thomas not playing well playing like ass and also being a cancer in the locker room he, he really was bro like when you come into a team with lebron you need to understand you ain't number one here like you will never be number one here and right he never it seemed to me like he never accepted that which is weird because like i would feel like you would know that like, right he, right yeah. considering that where he came from you know he he got you know high usage in Boston, but the the fact that he got you know sent away in that deal, you would have thought that okay, he would have been able to settle. I also thought he would have settled into a six man role starting off, you know, considering he was trying to get his legs back. But nah, he, he wasn't having none of that shit. That nigga was like, I am going to come. I'm gonna be starting, and I need plays ran for me. Like, bro, like that's not. And how I, get his, I get his I get his frustration a little bit because you know this is contract year. He trying to get max money. I can't blame anybody for wanting to get paid, but dog, you you can't be you can't do the shit he did, man. Yeah, and like, still he's going to L.A. Yeah, like the the whole calling out Kevin Love shit. Like Kevin Love is want a ring, bro. You can't call out Kevin Love. Like Kevin Love's got a ring. You don't. Yeah, I hate I hate the way Kevin Love gets treated too bad. He he's had to play the boss role in this big. In the big three of Cleveland, when you know it was LeBron, Kyrie, and him, and he's yeah. been getting such a shorthand. Sometimes it's deserving, but a lot of time he just gets it because he's he's the token white guy, <laughs> and, he, and he's kind of and he's a little bit, you know, he could be a little he he's easy to defer. Like he 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 doesn't mind taking the back seat. So sometimes that makes him look weak to some people, and I, I think sometimes it's, it's fucked up. But yeah, I mean, I guess those are the breaks. Yeah, I, I mean, I. 
I do think it's kind of fucked up. I think it gets a little bit worse than Bosch. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. He definitely gets it worse than Bosch. Yeah, because, like, Bosch was still out here being one of the best defense. Like, people forget how good those Heat teams were defensively. One of the reasons because they could switch every damn thing, and seven-foot Bosch could guard your point guard. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then Bosch also let you know that he still had it, too, offensively. Yeah. Like, if they, they ever drew, like, when they drew, would draw up shit for him, I mean, Bosch, he still would go off when he when he had, you know, when he would get the ball. Yeah. When 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 they gave him his chance, but, like, you know, the team of LeBron and D-Wade, like, you can't. Oh, like, yeah. That's not really how that team is going to go. Oh, uh, especially prime D-Wade, yeah. Yeah, prime D-Wade and, like, super, super human LeBron. Um, yeah, man, but uh, that happened. Um, we had a pretty good, well, it turned into kind of a blowout uh, last night. OKC versus... Golden State, but from that game though, like I, I don't understand why Golden State has Zaza Pachulia on their team. Like I don't, I don't, I don't see why you need a goon. Oh why? But you don't need a goon. Like you got Draymond. Draymond can be your goon. Like they, you they, don't, they don't need a goon, but he definitely. He man, all right. First off, the, the dude is dirty. He's been dirty since Dallas, since his days playing with the Mavericks. Like that's mm-hmm. just his mo. Like I'm sure you can pull up a YouTube video right now, of, uh, Jaja play dirty plays and you'll see like countless plays of him elbowing people you know falling on people all types of shit like he's just a common dirty play that's his gimmick <laughs> and you know everybody has to find a you know a niche in the nba but fucking up players careers and their money that ain't hot and somebody gonna lay them hands on him one day and it's 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 going like durant defended him you know that's your teammate cool but you're going to have – one day somebody's going to get pissed off and deck him, and you're going to have to defend him more than just with your words. You're going to have to come to his aid with your hands too probably because <laughs> that shit ain't going to fly, man. It's not even just that, dog. Like, like my whole thing is this. Like, okay, he's a goon. Like, we see it. He's a goon. Why y'all need that, bro? Like, y'all got f- – how many Hall of Famers? Four? Four Hall of Famers? And, and they also – I mean, I guess for, like, you know, just – structure purposes they need a big man they need somebody to clog the paint get a few rebounds so he he has like i guess he has those elements to his game too but for the most part but he really don't though like that's the thing zaza out here averaging like (laughs) like hold on let me let me pull up what zaza patulia is averaging because i guarantee it's in single digits across the board Yeah, I'm sure the reports that like ain't nobody checking for him on a fantasy team. Nobody owns Jaja on fucking NBA fantasy team. He is averaging five point eight points a game, which is more than I thought, and four point eight rebounds. Like he don't. If if potentially ending people's career got you fantasy points, then I mean, shit, we will all have him. But that shit don't get you fantasy points. So yeah, he he's really just a goon. I I I don't understand it. Like I, I don't understand him existing in. The NBA, like I, I don't, I don't see a need for players like him, especially on a team like that. Like y'all don't need a goon. Like, you know what's funny? Yeah, go ahead. old guys complain about the NBA being so soft now, but when they mm-hmm. see Jaja do some of the Jaja shit, they call him dirty, or they be like, "Oh, that's that's so uncomfortable." But it's like all the time they always talk about how back in their day, you know, players will always do shit like that. I mean, like, it wasn't cool the, then. Like, it, it, right. it it's still cool not cool. Because <laughs> shit's unethical. Like, yeah, like, stop trying to highlight Charles Oakley poking people in the eye and shit. Talking about, so that's back when basketball was basketball. But then when Jaja do the shit, you, you, you get mad. Like, stop. It's like, it's a double standard from old niggas I see, too. Like, Bill Lambeer, <laughs> like, people lower Bill. Like, 
you don't want to. You don't want to play against that. They ain't basketball. Like he's <laughs> not basketball. They they changed the rules for a reason, man. I don't want to see that shit, man. People, I don't want to see anybody get DDT'd in the fucking paint. Yeah, there ain't no need for all that. Um, yeah, but I, I don't understand why they need him. But uh, m- moving moving along just a bit. Um, we had uh, again the boxing since you here, me and you could talk about boxing because you know Taylor doesn't really watch boxing like that. Uh, so a couple couple things going on in boxing. Uh. As everybody knows, the welterweight division is like the premium division in boxing. And we we got Keith Thurman, who now thinks he's fucking Floyd Mayweather. Um and it's just like deciding he's not fighting anybody, which is the fucking most annoying thing. Like I've been a fan of Keith Thurman since when he was coming up. When he when he earned the one time nickname. Right. And now, that he, and like the whole time, he's like, people don't want to fight me. People don't want to fight me. People don't want to fight me. Now you don't want to fight nobody. Like you, li- you're literally like, yeah, I, I, I need a, I need a tune-up fight. No, you don't, nigga. No, you don't need a tune. He, he hasn't fought in like a year plus now, right? Yeah, it's going and, on two years. Right, going on damn the two. And everybody say, where's the rebatch? Like that's that should have been your first fight. You and either- now you. Just, you just- <sighs> Shit, but he's trying to replace Floyd, and I thought I thought for a moment he thought he was trying to lure Floyd. Like everybody think they could lure Floyd to a payday fight, and it's like, nah, it's not gonna happen, bro. I mean, like, na- first off, now Floyd is not fighting any of these young dudes, and I don't blame Floyd. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he ain't fighting nothing. Yeah, yeah, he ain't fighting nothing young dude, and nor should he have to. Floyd is like forty <laughs> something. Like no, but Keith Thurman, you got multiple niggas. You could fight Errol Spence. You're not gonna do that because you don't want that smoke. You can fight you know, Sean Porter again. You can even fight. Yeah. yeah, or you can fight bum ass Danny Garcia again. But you fight somebody. Like I don't understand. I don't understand like his whole mindset. Like I ain't got to fight nobody. Yeah, man. He's. Like, I don't know what kind of payday he think he can just wait on and get or whatever he's trying to prove. But it's really stupid because you're leaving money on the table. You take that rematch with Porter. I mean, everybody's gonna watch it because yeah. everybody watched the first fight and everybody said that was like that was like a lot of people's fight of the year. That was a great fight uh, that I thought he clearly won, but it was a great fight. Uh, so, money on the table. Yeah, and and then, like, I, I find it, like, you got Danny Garcia saying, like, he don't want to fight Errol Spence, which Danny Garcia is, he's trash. I don't know. Yeah, we've seen him get his ass beat a lot. <laughs> like, like, you had to, the, even though, like, if anyone saw it, like, you saw the highlight knockout. Of Brandon Rios. He had to fight way too hard against the washed Brandon Rios. Right. And, like, and we watched it and uh we watched him get his ass beat before this uh before this fight. Yeah, the Keith Thurman. Yeah, so it's like Man, yeah. I just if um But March is a busy month though. We got the we got the Wilder versus Ortiz fight. Yeah, I think I think Wilder knocks him out. Yeah, that's that's March third. That's that's this that's yeah, it's gonna be this Saturday. Uh and yep. you also got White vs. Brown. That's March twenty fourth. Yep. And yep. you got Joshua Park. You got Joshua uh vs. Parker. Yep, yep. That Joshua vs. Parker fight, I also think Joshua knocks him out. I just wanna see Wilder versus uh Joshua, man. Uh, Joshua. That's what I want. And I and Wait, I think bro. we'll end up getting that. I think we'll end up getting that sooner than later. Um Do you think we get it this year or next year? <sighs> Mm, I think we get it towards the end of this year. Because I think what ends up happening is Joshua fights Parker, knocks him out. 
before that, you know, um, Wilder's fighting Ortiz, which, by the way, he shouldn't have to fight Ortiz. Ortiz got popped for a steroid, got no punishment. Exactly. No punishment. And then talking about that's heart medicine. Nigga, heart medicine, that's not that's not how this works. But anyway. Yeah, um, get the quote. yeah um, but I think they fight probably towards the end of the year and probably in England. Um, oh, yeah. It pl- probably in what Wembley, Wembley Stadium. That's where he fought Klitschko. Yeah, Wembley Stadium. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them knock out Tyson Fury before that. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if Joshua got a fight. I, I think Joshua will fight uh, after World vs. Ortiz and Joshua fights Park. I think Joshua will take another fight mm-hmm. before they finish whatever negotiations they need to finish with Wilder people to get yeah. them to fight in Wembley. Yeah, I think I think that's what's going to end up happening. I think Joshua probably fights Fury, which Tyson Fury. Um, <laughs> I, I I know there's like people that like him, which is weird to me. But like he's going to get knocked. Out. Like if he fights one of those, he's going to be knocked out. <laughs> like like it's not even like I've seen him get touched up by like people who can't hit. Like Joshua and and Wilder hit really fucking hard. They'll. Yeah, he's gonna get knocked out. Um, what else happened in the box? Oh, we get a uh, Canelo Triple G two uh, on sequel to Mile actually. On sequel to Mile, and, yep. and you know what though? When we go, I went back and watched that fight, mm-hmm. and low key Triple G, I think he should have won, but it, it wasn't a robbery like a lot of people thought it was at first. Right? Yeah, I said that. I said that. In the, uh, damn, I said that in the chat like toward New Year because you know how they put all their fights on YouTube or whatever. Right, right, I went right, back right. and watched it. I'm like, yo, Canelo didn't get his ass beat. Like Canelo nah, fought really well. He lost, but he fought really well. Fought um, the smartest man, the smarter man's fight. He me. also he also hit Triple G with some bombs, and Triple G didn't even flinch. Like that's got to be oh. disheartening. He hit him with some shots that would knock down most people, and Triple G didn't even move. Triple G showed me something. I used to always say he doesn't fight anybody. You know, uh, he, he you know he, he fights you know kind of soft guys. You know, he has a hard hand, but we still haven't seen the chin tested. That man got a chin. <laughs> yeah. Like, Canelo did too, because Canelo got hit with something too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and neither one of them really reacted. Like, I was I was, I was, was shocked. Um, But I, I kind of think Canelo takes the second fight just because age is on his side. Canelo ain't even 30 yet. Right. Age is on his side. Yeah. I think he's a faster fighter. I just, I, I think he takes the second fight. I don't think anybody gets knocked out. No, I don't think. No, after seeing what we saw the first fight, I think they both know each other well. They both have strong chins. They both took some bombs from each other. So I don't think anyone gets knocked out. Yeah. So I, I, I give but, it to Canelo too. Yep. I, 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 I see Canelo winning that. Um, last thing with sports, uh, we got the com uh, NFL combine starts this week. Um, so you know we'll we'll get all the the dudes running around in shorts and t shirts, um, getting judged. Um. People I mean, jacking off forty times. Yeah, yeah. People jacking off forty times. I'll be. I, I really want to see what forty Lamar Jackson runs. Just, just because. I'm thinking like four four something. Because that motherfucker's fast as shit. I I was gonna say damn near. I would, depending who he trains with, man. I we'll see. But yeah, four four. Maybe a four three. I don't know. I don't know four three. Mm. I mean. I what? Depending who he works with, you know, they go to these camps and they would get these special trainers. I don't know. I think he, I just think he's tired of like hearing all this shit too. 
But at the same time, would you think a, a high, a really impressive forward time, would you think that hurt his stock or makes no. his stock as no. far as him drafted as a quarterback? Nah, uh, apparently when he was at Louisville, he ran a 4-4-2. Um, so he could possibly get a 4-3, which would be insane. I think, uh, I, I think he hit a 4-3. Yeah, he can hit a, if you can hit a 4-4-2, you could probably hit a 4-3. Um, uh, I don't, like, a lot of the discussion around him playing quarterback is dumb as hell anyway. Like, Bill oh, Polian saying he's too short was just, he's like 6'4". Like, <laughs> like, like, what, like, how tall does he have to be? Like, I don't, um, but a lot of that conversation is dumb. Like, him playing wide receiver, you ain't never seen him run a route. You don't know if he can catch. You just see him fa- being fast. That's stupid. Right. Um, I think a team will draft him. Like I would be shocked if he. I would be shocked if he doesn't go in the first or second round. Um, are there going to be teams that have that dumbass thought? Like, oh, you know, you know, uh, he runs too much. Yeah, but like I said it, I've said it a bunch of different times. If you get a player like that, and you as an offensive coordinator cannot make an offense work with a player like that, that's on you. They got nothing to do with the player. That's on you. That means you are trash at your job. Right, like he, he's gonna work, man. I think the, the shit's almost the shit really low key just racist. It's yeah. racist, and, and the idea of of black quarterbacks being or, or quarterbacks of his, you know, physical gifts, they've been reduced to just you know guys that have been used in wildcat formations, or guys that have been used as like you know dual threats. Like, and, that, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, and in today's NFL, that's what you want. Like, you know, I don't think you want a guy. I mean. Of course, you want a guy with a, a strong arm who can, you know, read defenses all that. But I don't think you want somebody that could just because all these, a lot of these offensive lines are complete shit now. And you look at this past year, you look at guys like Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has to run for his fucking life. Well, his line day. is is absolutely horrible, and I, he has to pull shit out his ass to make this team decent. He 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 almost dragged him to the playoffs his damn self. I mean, if you don't have a decent offensive line, you're going to end up with an Andrew Luck. I don't care how talented you are. If the line Ooh, is shit, you don't want to end up with that Andrew Luck, bro. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna end up with a quarterback that that's taken out, you know, prematurely because your line is shit. Yeah, and they and they can't keep having to, you know. There's only so much magic you can pull out your ass, man. As a Panthers fan, our season was ended because an offensive lineman missed the blitz pickup because they were right. trash. Like, dude is coming straight down the line. Nah, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna block him. I'm gonna let Cam get sacked. The only thing that could end the game, I'm going to let that happen. Um, But, yeah, man, like, the whole idea that you want a quarterback that's stationary is dumb. First off, the only one of the top quarterbacks in this draft class that are stationary is uh, Josh uh, – not Josh. Josh Rosen? Yeah, his first name is Josh Rosen. Rosen. That's it. Because Sam Donald probably going to run a 4-5 or five something. Josh Allen Josh Allen's probably going to run a 4-5 or five something. Like, they're not stationary. You just decided that the black dude – it's too fast to play quarterback, apparently, which is just dumb. Like, it's just, it's just a stupid, stupid way of thinking. And we, as NFL, got to move past that, man. I mean, I think the NFL is hurting itself anyway with the way it, it goes about advertising itself and everything. Like, the same thing, uh, and, and last thing in sports we'll talk about in a second, but same thing with, like, the UFC. Like, the UFC is also hurting itself in the way it markets itself and shit like that. So, I just, like, you got to start, you got to get these old dudes up out of here with these dumbass takes. Yeah, um, these stupid, like, 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 guys like Brady 
and Manning, and they're, they're big, tall, white guys with good arms, you know, and they can read defense as well. But, I mean, those guys don't come around often. You know, they're, they're like kind of like once-in-a-lifetime, like, things. You know, and even then, you could get you you could make a defensive scheme to stop them, or or you just you know just fucking blitz like fucking hit them, and eventually they crumble. Like they're not invincible, so you're not gonna just just because a guy's tall and white with a big arm, you know, coming out of fucking you know uh, Big Twelve U or whatever the fuck that you know they find these white guys doesn't mean that they're gonna translate to be fucking the next legends, you know. You have to take chances. Seattle took yeah. a chance with Russell Wilson. Look how it paid off. I mean, it, shit happens, you know. You, you have to take chances and go outside of this prototype that, you know, that's not guaranteed successful. Even if you do take the prototype, like I said, look at Andrew Luck, prototypical big on white guy who's been pounded to smithereens. The funny thing about Andrew Luck, though, he ain't even the prototype. Andrew Luck's combine was the exact combine of Cam Newton. They ran right, the same yeah. 40 time. They had the same vertical. Like, he's just as athletic as Cam Newton. They just decided one's white, one's black. Exactly. And look at Andrew. And look at Aaron Rodgers, who's who's athletically and, like, skill-wise, is the best quarterback in the NFL. He's, yep. I mean, he's Peyton Manning and uh, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, they, would, they could never be as athletic or skilled naturally as Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So, like, it's I, just. I let this uh, shit go, man. It's a, it's a weird it's a weird thought process. Um, last thing in sports before we move on to talking about Black Panther. Um, so I've had this thought about the UFC's numbers <coughs> are going down. Pay per views ain't selling as well. You know you ain't got Conor fighting. It it just it's not looking good for the UFC right now. And one of the thoughts I had was the way they don't market their fighters like at all. Um, like the face that people know more than anyone else is in the UFC is Dana White. Which is dumb because Dana White doesn't fight. And one of the things I was thinking is like you've had multiple black champions, yet you haven't marketed them to black people. Like UFC is predominantly a white sport. Like white fans. Like you go, like you go to MMA events and you go, well, not MMA events because I've been to MMA events down here and it's a decent number of black people. But you you go on for someone specifically, um, like that you know locally. But like if you look in the crowd at a UFC event, it's a lot of not a middle-aged white man. Or if you and go I, to a bar, even. If you go to a bar, oh, you go to a bar, it's a bunch of middle-aged white men. And, that, and that's that's going to end up killing the UFC. Like, I, I think, like, the UFC... Like, I don't think MMA is going to die. I don't... MMA is never going to die. But the UFC, in general, I feel like it's failure to market itself to other places. Like, especially in America. Because it's trying to market itself to Japan and Mexico. Like, to market itself to black people. It has been a huge failure on their part. That big boom that the UFC had, let's say from 2005 or six to mm. what, maybe 2000. Like, I'll say nine, the latest, like 2009, nine, maybe. or even I'll go as far as maybe 14 to 15. I'll say with like the rise of McGregor. Okay, you could like it's, it's been a huge down. Like it, like ratings have dipped, buys have dipped. And one thing is too many fucking fights. Like they 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 yeah. put too many fights out. Mm-hmm. They have too many uh, injuries. They have all a lot of guys get hurt. Uh, I remember at one point you had got. I remember John Jones got hurt. Uh, Silva got hurt. GSP got hurt. Like guys get hurt a fucking lot. Yeah. And they don't. And like you said, they don't promote. They, like they treat their black champions unless you John Jones, who's Even- really who's really just a freak of nature. 
Even they then, they didn't market him towards black people. Right. And you look at <laughs> Woolley. That is, the, that is a crime how they treat that man. They treat Bro. him like shit. The, like, you should not be going back and forth with the owner of the company. Well, not Dan White is the owner, the commissioner, basically. Like, with, why are you, like, yelling at Woodley like he don't got no right to say nothing? Like, it's, it's, it's really some racism shit with that to me. Oh, because if you type in. Been, if you type in Tyron Woodley uppity in Google, oh, you're going to find uppity nigga a bunch. Like, people really hate Tyron Woodley. Also, it, even Mighty Mouse, Demetrius, he gets treated like shit. So those are two uh, yeah. those are two high-profile black fighters who have held titles, who have had streaks, you know, who have defended their titles, mm-hmm. who get treated like shit because, to me... I think it's because they're black and Dana and and, Zoo and company don't know how to market these guys. And I think also they don't give a fuck. They, yeah. they, don't, they don't really care because they, they feel like the UFC sells itself, which is it, not really true. It, it doesn't anymore. That used to be a thing. That used to be a thing where UFC, you wouldn't even really pay attention to who was fighting. You just knew a UFC card is coming on. Right. That's not how this works anymore. Like and, fighters and sell also, also a lot of they're, they're going through a transitional phase where they're losing mm-hmm. a lot of guys. Like you know, uh, they lost G. They like GSP's not full time. Anderson Silva's not full time. Well, Anderson John Silva got Jones, popped for steroids again, right? <laughs> John Jones is a full time shit. Uh, you know, they, they they don't have full time big names, blockbuster names like they used. To, shit, they still trying to hang on to Brock Lesnar. Connor isn't full time, and they created a right, monster yeah, Connor with Connor. They created and, a monster with Connor, and they they don't know how to handle that. They created yeah. a monster, that and they he can't realized handle. also these guys don't make a lot of money. Like they don't make the money they should exactly. make. Exactly, and like that's you, why they turn to shit like boxing. Yep, you gave Connor a taste of the kind of money he could make outside of this. You, I said it from the jump. The moment Connor goes and makes. Because let's say he was uh, he was signed to make $100 million, And I'm almost 100% positive that he got a cut of pay-per-views and gates. Connor probably walked away from that fight with something like $180, $190 million. You want him to come back to the UFC and make what? Five? Nah, fam. That's not going to work. <laughs> to take to take it to, to to have to train and take an ass whoop because what he did with Floyd was basically sparring. Yeah, that was like, that was that was a you know that was just a run through. That was a walk through. It wasn't even a real. It wasn't a war. It wasn't a real even boxing match by like, any real standards. Like it was like like high class, high profile sparring. Basically, and so now now, now you want me to come it, back, take five million, and maybe fight Khabib. Who's just gonna take me down and punch me in the head? Like, yeah. no, I'm not coming back for that. For what? And, and I really think when his didn't because if I'm not you know correct me if I'm wrong, but he had a friend die. Uh, yeah, he had a he had a friend die. No, wait, was his no? It wasn't his friend that died. His friend killed someone in the cage. It wasn't. I don't right. think it was. His friend. Yeah, it was. And and like it was a freak accident, but it happened. Right. And you can and see think, like when he talked about it afterwards that his yeah, mindset had kind of changed. Yeah. yeah, I think he fucked with him. He he realized that he's he's placing his body and potentially harming somebody else for a sport that doesn't make as much money as he should. And then he, I mean, I just think he felt undervalued, and he also felt like I could potentially harm somebody to the point to where they die, and I'm not like you know, I, I'm not even making my full worth. You know, it's, it's a lot of shit going on in his mind. I think he, I think you know, I I wasn't the biggest Connor fan. 
before the Diaz fight, I thought he was a lot of hype. Like, I thought uh, when he got the fight against Mendez for the title, I thought, I was like, oh, man, he got an interim guy that, like, was, like, called two weeks up. Yeah. You know, I, I, always, I used to talk a lot of shit about Conor, but now I, I, I get it. You know, I, I get why he's the way he is because, I mean, he realized that Dana and company were fucking him. And he was like, you know, I'm not going to stand for this shit. You know, I'm not Chuck Liddell. I'm not, you know, I'm not fucking, you know, BJ Penn who wants to get beat up every, you know, blue moon. Because he ain't got no money. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. He did this for that long that. with no money. Like, right. and like, I don't hate Conor. I hate his fans. Like, no, I don't hate fans Conor. are insufferable. And you know yeah. what? You know why they're insufferable? Because they all like 75% white. Yeah. Like the the comments for the Floyd fight were so... The reason that fight... And, I, and a lot of people are like, why, why did this fight kind of get cut down racial lines? Go read the comment section. Connor's fans went straight to nigger. Liked it. Like, it, like straight to your nigger. Like, just instantly. Like, anytime... You, like, it became black versus white because of his fans. Not because of Floyd and Connor. Although they did play that up some because boxing is sold on nationalism at times. But... Because of his fans, it became black versus white, and like his fans are terrible. They they're terrible people. They they don't actually care about MMA. This is his fans are terrible people. But uh, like I don't want the UFC to fail, but I do think they need to make a change, man. They they gotta market their fighters better. They gotta pay people. Gotta pay people. They gotta market better. They need to pick a better system of picking uh, people to fight champions. Because the current system of like Dana Loki having a favorite or a guy getting like you know winning two fights and then talking mad shit like that shit's not that's not how you pick real contenders. Go like Bellator. We talk a lot of shit about Bellator, and they do like they're, they're kind of like the WCW or TNA of uh, MMA. Mm-hmm. But they do have good tournaments, or they used to. They used to have a good tournament system where they pick guys to fight for the championship. Yeah, and, I mean that bullshit ass heavyweight tournament they got going on right now. It, they keep that to yeah. their damn selves. But like, like with them all the old niggas, I yeah. You know. But so they, um, they okay. in the past, yeah, they, they've had they have had tournaments that you know would pick you know the future contender, or even what Strike Force used to do. I thought what yeah. Strike Force did was dope. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah, I agree. They they um excuse me. They they got good tournaments. Um, you know, they're doing different than the UFC. The UFC is out here just bullshit. I don't even know what they're doing. So moving on uh from sports, let's talk about Black Panther. Um, yeah, man, like that's that's probably gonna be the only nerd shit we hit on Black Panther. Um, so I've seen it twice. Uh, I saw it. That Friday, and then I went the next day with my wife on Saturday. Um, I just get my initial thoughts out, and then I'll let you get yours out. Uh, I thought the movie was excellent. Um, it's my second favorite Marvel movie. It's just a hair behind Winter Soldier. Mm. Um, because I I just think Winter Soldier was fucking dope as hell. Um, just a hair behind Winter Soldier, but uh, my second favorite Marvel movie. I thought the themes. Um, that it was presenting were great. I thought all the performances were great. I thought I thought Michael B. Jordan did excellent as Killmonger. Um, Chadwick was great as uh T'Challa. Um, you know Lupita was good as uh what was her name? Nadi, Nadi, Nakia, Nakia, right? Nakia, Nakia, Nakia. Uh, old girl from Walking Dead was great as Okoye. Shuri was great. Like everybody, every performance hit hit where it was supposed to hit. Um, if I had any gripes, I thought the 
last act of the film kind of moved kind of fast, and I feel like that was an editing thing. Like I feel like at some like there was more uh, exposition for things that were happening, and because the, the original cut of this was four hours, so in that four hours, I, I I'm sure there was more ex- explanation for things that were happening. Not it didn't ruin the movie or anything like that. It just was a little fast, um, and some of the CGI was a little rubbery. But outside of that, man, this movie was great. Um, we'll get deeper into themes as we talk about it, but the, the movie overall was just, just great. What did you think of it? Shit, man. I'm pretty much just going to come right behind you and steal everything <laughs> you fucking said. I'm just going to sprinkle some vibranium on it. You know, shit. <laughs> it was live, bro. Like, like I ain't going to lie, bro. Uh, somebody woke to this on uh, Twitter and shit was getting on my nerves before the movie came out. So I got kind of quiet about my you know excitement for it. Yeah. And I went to go see it Sunday, and man, shit, I came out there doing, throwing the shit up, you know, <laughs> all that shit, man. It was, it was a beautiful movie. Like, to this day, I'm still going to want to know what Ava DuVernay and Marvel didn't agree on, because she said it was like creative differences with visions and shit. Mm-hmm. So after seeing that movie, I'm like, what the fuck could they come to terms with? Because Ryan Coogler got to do a lot of shit that I didn't think he would be able to put in this movie. He really and did. I, he really did. Like, shout out to Marvel. I know a lot of <clears throat> woke to this black people. Uh, well, I mean, this is a white movie, and da 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 da. Okay, whatever. Marvel gave Ryan Coogler basically the green light. Like, Marvel basically said, "Look, you gotta have Stan Lee somewhere in here, and you gotta have Everett Ross. Everything else, you can do whatever the fuck you want." That's what it felt like. They basically said to him, and he this. did. He he went. Like, the main villain has gold fronts. Like, <laughs> Killmonger walking around with gold fronts in his mouth and shit. Like, Man, I'm, I, like I remember when the movie, I remember when they first made the decision, you know, they, they casted uh, Chadwick. And, you mm-hmm. know, we was like, okay, that's cool. I can see the vision, but the director was still in the air. And, like, I remember there was a debate going on. Should the director be white or should it be black? Doesn't matter. It and does. But... Movie, yeah, bro, that shit matter. Like, I'm not saying a white guy could make a dope. Black Panther movie because you know we we've seen white writers write dope white Panther story. I mean, do, white write dope Black Panther story. So I'm sure it could somehow translate. But there's certain things that he did that a white man couldn't have put in this movie, man. Like the, like Killmonger's character, his anger. You know the whole storyline. Cause we, I mean, fuck that. We gonna say all the spoilers. All oh, we gonna spoil. Spoilers. Oh yeah, no, sorry. No Black Panther. This movie today was seven hundred million dollars. Everybody, yeah. This shit. You you should so, if you ain't seen this yet. I question you. Like, yeah, what have you been doing? What have you been doing? But anyway, we can talk about all this shit because everybody just seen it. So the shit. First of all, this nigga got the title shit into with his hometown. That's dope as fuck. Like yeah. he pulled this Oakland shit. Like the like the first five minutes of Black Panther. I think I said oh shit like ten times. Like. Bro, like, I didn't even know Sterling K. Brown was in this. I didn't. I, I heard he was in the movie, but yeah. I didn't know in what capacity. So, yeah. I'll rip up like, oh shit, Sterling K. Brown. And this nigga not wearing glasses or crying? Like, what the Oh fuck? no, uh, there were tears. That did oh, happen. Well, there were tears. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like the This Is Us tears. Like, this yeah. is the shit. Like, what? This nigga not wearing gra- glasses. He's not dressed business casual. Like, that, nigga, that nigga was dressed like a nigga from Oakland in 1992. <laughs> nigga had a whole herringbone on. <laughs> so then they set this up with the whole, you know, he in Oakland, you know, they, mm-hmm. they, you know, they setting up these blueprints and shit. 
You find out this nigga a spy and he betrayed Wakanda. Then you find out his homeboy is actual Wakanda too. I'm like, what the fuck? Like my mind was flipped. Like, you bro, know? like I didn't realize that was like it took me maybe 15 seconds to be like, oh, that's Killmonger's dad. Like instantly, I because I realized it like when to T'Chaka uh, showed up, I was like, that's got to be Killmonger's dad. And I, I, it didn't register for me until I saw young Killmonger look up. And yeah, it was like peeping what was going on, and all that shit was registering, and then it flashed back to it went back, it went forward. And I was like, "Yo, <laughs> like, yeah, man, um, this, this shit's crazy." And before we like, oh, we hit on whatever story points. I will say this: I wish we had got more Sterling K. Brown, because like the scene where he was talking to uh, Killmonger in the Spirit World, like there was so much emotion just in that scene uh, from both of them, because like. Him talking to, he was talking to his son, and he was like, yo, like, I told you not to go on my things, what you find? And he, the, the moment he was like, so, when he started crying, he was like, no tears for me? And what? Killmonger, as a kid, was like, well, everybody dies. And then he goes back to being a man, you can see he's crying, because he, like, Killmonger was a complex character. He clearly <laughs> missed his father, and in that moment, you could see, like, he was, like, just emotionally fucked up, because, like, I wanted my father. I I came upstairs and saw my father dead, and like I just I just thought that was like a moment, like that was just on a really cool emotional moment that kind of resonated. Like he was just like, "Yo, that I was, wish we got more Sterling K. Brown, man." Because he's was, so that good at that. That was Killmonger's most vulnerable moment. Yeah, because every other moment you saw him, it was like I'm 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 here to fuck shit up. Right, but that moment, up. yeah, but that moment you saw like he's still that little boy that found his father dead and it just manifested into this monster but he's still that little boy and that that was just a cool ass moment um damn there was so many dope ass moments in this movie um so man, too many yeah i'm trying to think where to start where to start uh i thought andy circus was really good andy circus's claw was great Bro, he looked like he was having fuck. the greatest time of his life playing claw like the mixtape line that right. shit was funny as hell. Cloud, the the uh, the line when he shot the he, he blew the money up. He's like, I made it rain. Like, man, like, bro, that shit and it was awesome. Like, bro, that that shit was hilarious. Um, damn, like the the I one of the coolest things to me was like how the costume design and shit. Like oh. when they when they came to Wakanda and like you see like they pulled from a bunch of different tribes, which made sense because Wakanda is five different tribes, but it made. Like, it was so cool. And, like, I've had someone tell me, like, in those mountains during that scene, there was niggas with, like, skinny jeans on and snapbacks. And I'm like, I got to go back and see that. Because, like, I th- yeah, like, apparently, because, like, it, there was other scenes, like, when they were walking through Wakanda. Like, they were dressed. Oh, yeah. Not, a, not everybody was dressed full African geared out. And, I wa- like, I got to go back and see that. Because someone told me that's there. And I'm like, man, I got to I, I gotta go I, back and see that. <laughs> We talk about the Jabari tribe, all right? Yeah, before, before, right before when they, when they do the full wide shot when they drop the waterfall. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. yeah. So apparently, somewhere up there, there's somebody in snapback and skinny jeans. Um, <laughs> which wouldn't shock me because they can right. see what we do. Like even though Wakanda's hitting, they can see what we doing. Oh yeah, so, yeah. yeah. They definitely highlighted American culture. Surrey with the sneaker line and what are those? Yeah, yeah. That shit was funny. Um, Shuri was excellent in this, man. Shuri, man. Shuri was great. Wonderfully um, done. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say about T'Challa in this, 
Uh, cause I saw some people say like this isn't comic book T'Challa, like comic book asshole T'Challa. We kind of got that T'Challa in Civil War, like cause I went back and watched Civil War, like that's comic book T'Challa. Like you're not fucking telling me what to do. I'm fucking king of Wakanda. I'm Black Panther. I'm also a dick most of the time. Cause T'Challa in the comic books is not anywhere near as nice as Chadwick Boseman was. Like, but in even in Civil War, though, it was mostly because I think it was mostly because he was pissed off that his dad died. Yeah, he so, was pissed off. But, but like I think like a lot of people have like this false sense of who T'Challa is, and I guess this is who he's gonna be in the movies, which is fine. Which is, um, yeah. And he's yeah. also not like super brilliant like he is in the comic book. Like in the comic book, he's like this. He's this, one of the five smartest people in Marvel. Right. In yeah. The comic. Yeah. He has all these degrees, and he's like got all this education, and he's like he's a chemist and physicist and all this shit. Like him and Reed Richards, you know, they up here sharing notes and shit. I he's mean, this. I don't think they dumbed him down because he designed no, 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 that no, no, suit. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Like the original suit he de- he designed. He was like. uh when Shuri was showing him the nanotech one, uh, he was like, "My design, like he designed that first suit that right. he was wearing." So, I don't think, yeah, but he definitely they don't highlight it, you know, as much as like yeah, the, they don't highlight like yo, this dude is like on par. He's smarter than Tony Stark, or right. a smart ass, right? Um, which you know, I mean, there wasn't enough time. I feel like to go into that, like you had to introduce a bunch of characters. Right. Um, I thought Winston Duke and Batu was great. Man, uh, stole a lot of scenes. Yeah, he the the scenes he's towards the end of the movie, uh, when they were at the uh, Jabari tribe, like he was great in those scenes. There he um, is. <laughs> the whole vegetarian line. <laughs> Man, and, and, and the thing about Winston Duke, the guy that played in Baku, this is his first mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, I I I've seen him. I think he was on Modern Family or some shit. Like he's been on other things, and like I had never like it never had like registered with me. And then I saw him, I'm like, yo, he he killed this. <laughs> killed this shit. Yeah, hey, I guess and they yelled background, man. Yeah. Wait, he went to Yale? Yeah, he went to Yale with Lapita. Damn. They went damn. Okay. Um <laughs> uh yeah, Lupita was excellent in this. Um damn. There's so many cool dope ass moments. Like I'm trying to trying to trying to see what, what point I want to hit on next. But my man, shit damn. was damn, bro. That museum shit was fire. Oh yes, that the, the, when we got introduced to Killmonger was a dope ass scene. Bro, Killmonger. Oh man, and and you already get to see the like you get to see the just the swag like he the, just the way he, he you see the hair from the back. He got the glasses on. He got the gold fronts. The gold fronts. You know, hey. and he out here just being like just ass. You know, he talking to the you know the uh, the museum lady asking her these questions. And then, you know, I know all the hotels got wet when he said a lot about, you know, he's like, I'm going to take it. He said, I'm, you know, I'll take it off your hands. She was like, you can't do that. You know, he was like, you think you got this, you know, just by, you know, you think you got this, you just got this shit? You got this shit with force. <laughs> did, you, did your ancestors pay a fair price for this? Yeah, they pay a fair price for this? Shit. So, to get in kind of to the messages of the movie, um, first thing, I, I want to dispel a message. This movie was not about black libertarianism. Uh, like Killmonger wanted to commit mass genocide like I feel like people ignored that that line where he was like yeah we're gonna kill all the person and their children like Killmonger is a villain like like Magneto is a villain like you can agree with some of Killmonger's points which we'll get into in a second but understand Killmonger wasn't a good guy 
Like he wasn't an anti-hero. He wasn't. Oh, he's missing. No, Killmonger was a monster, a monster of Wakanda's creation, but a monster. He was I, a villain with a really great backstory that people could relate to. Exactly, and, and, and he and, they, and he had and, some good points. Yeah, and the thing that Coogler did that was really good was that he gave him such a great backstory that we like people who grew up in the hood or people who grew up with like uh, from with say you lost a parent at a young age or just say you grew up feeling lost he was able to make a character that resonated with those people and that's great that's wonderful but the way people are going about making kill mark first of all if you take the politics from a comic book movie this seriously i really question your intelligence secondly <laughs> i've seen people with the worst takes. i've seen niggas compare killmonger to harriet tubman and they and one no lol followed by this shit they meant I, this shit like are y'all mentally challenged like you taking a comic book character from a from some shit you you never heard this character until he was in this fucking movie you had no context so for you to take this fucking surface level comic book character with this ridiculous who had this ridiculous dumbass plan that made no fucking sense because in a world that still has iron man the hulk captain like superheroes he decides hey here's the super their version of the super soda syrup burn it like not not send it to myself burn it because i'm a villain also also why would you send why would you send these weapons to spies who've never met your black ass and your daddy was a spy who turned on his own fucking brother so why would you not think that giving spies these weapons they could turn on me also like Killmonger's plan was was kind of dumb. His like, plan was dumb as fuck. Like, you like I liked Killmonger, dumb. but his overall plan was dumb. That plan was hell. You're giving weapons to strangers. Like they could just overthrow you. Yeah. The yeah. Plan where you're overthrowing, like that never solved anything. Like that just that his plan was so stupid. I'm just gonna give guns to fucking Wakandan spies who I've never met. Like, not never mind the fact that they. T'Challa was king yesterday. I just walked in this bitch and became king, so I'm gonna give them orders now. Like them niggas gonna turn on you too. Like, they, like they, like they don't have contingency plans or some shit for shit like that. Like, yeah, look, you're just like, and I'm like, y'all niggas, this dense. Are oh, y'all want a hero so bad? Like, I've seen some really smart people with some really stupid takes from this. Or people to. I thought were smart have some have really to. stupid takes with this character. I, and, and you know what? It's it's nothing wrong with you not liking the movie. You cannot. Like oh no. But yeah, you can have an actual critiques of the movie. I have critiques of the movie. You can dislike the movie. That's fine. Don't project your own personal movie. politics onto the movie. Exactly. Because if you think, uh, let's say you think Killmonger was for black libertarianism, then do you think uh, so, so okay, uh, Loki see. was for ice giant libertarianism? Hey. Because that's exactly what he was doing in the first Thor movie. Like half, half the people that say this Killmonger shit aren't no like y'all scary as fuck. Y'all scared of white people. Like y'all scared to talk loud in front of white people. But y'all talking about Killmonger, right? Like y'all scary as all the hell. Y'all work jobs like everybody else. Y'all got white bosses, white coworkers. Like y'all just really. I guess y'all just masturbate to this rage, and y'all just see something in a movie and resonate with y'all, and y'all just want to get off these wet fantasies of, of fucking murdering people. white people. Like y'all, like y'all, y'all will see some shit. We have we literally talking about gun control in real fucking life. Like we talking about people killing people just picking up guns and going to kill people. 
and y'all post these stats to my pray for this place or we need better gun laws. But y'all watch a comic book movie where a fictitious character want to give guns to fucking spies and kill a whole race of people. And y'all like, yeah, kill them crackers. Like, what? <laughs> Like, like I said it after I got out the movie. Like yo, I want to kill Mongo's right T-shirt because I have a Magneto. Magneto was right T-shirt, but that I I felt like people would understand that right. I, that doesn't mean I actually think genocide is correct. Just right. like with my Magneto's right T-shirt, it doesn't mean that I believe flipping the Earth's uh, axis and killing humanity was correct. Like I didn't feel like I needed to explain that, but hotels have ruined that. So now I'm not getting the T-shirt. <laughs> but. Yeah, like, woof! Like the takes were so dumb. Like, I think on both sides too. Like I've seen like T'Challa's a coon because he is going to give all the technology to the UN. First off, it's not what he's doing. Like that. Like the moment I saw that take, I'm like, so you don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, wh- why would he do that? Why would he go to the UN and be like, hey, here's all our technology. You guys can have it. Like, that's not what he's doing. Like, like. Also, I feel like a lot of people. What what this movie did was invite a lot of black people who haven't watched any Marvel movies, so they took it as like it was a standalone, like it doesn't exist in a universe that already has a, a an arcing storyline that right. is culminating in Infinity War or not culminating. Avengers Four, I think, was the culmination. But um, and they're acting like oh, Wakanda should have stayed hidden. Like that's not possible when Thanos. It's when coming a whole there. purple nigga from space is coming to rule the earth, and he's coming there first. Like Thanos is coming to Wakanda. Like in the trailer, he's at Wakanda. Like that's Wakanda in the background. Like they can't stay hidden. Like, like, please, like you can enjoy this movie as an individual thing. That's fine, but please don't come in with your political context that doesn't exist. About a comic movie. book movie, like y'all can talk all this shit about black liberation and all this shit about race and all this. But three months from now, this nigga will literally be fighting and defending Earth next to Captain America against a purple nigga from space. Like, yes. It's yes. a comic book movie and a comic book world. Like, exactly. What the and, fuck? And, like, ugh, it was just, some of the takes were stupid. But I do have some thoughts on what Kugler was trying to say um, with Killmonger. Not black liberation. That's not what he was doing. Um, I do think the whole. I think Vibranium and Wakanda were kind of um, a um, analogy for access or success. Like, so when Killmonger walked into the throne room and he was like, y'all sitting up here looking comfortable while we got a whole bunch of people that look like us suffering and dying around the world. And I think it's asking the question of black people who have made it out of the hood, who have made it to these positions of power and prestige and money. How much do you think you should owe to the people you left behind. How much do you think you should give back? And I think the whole conversation, the movie, this movie's point, I felt like was if you made it out of the hood, cool. Now give back, give back to black people, your brothers and sisters, and uplift them so they can reach where you reach. Because I yeah. think that was, I think that overall, I feel like it was what Kugler was trying to say with Killmonger outside of the whole comic booky villainy shit. That's real. I I think you're the first person I heard make that take because everybody that that watched the movie was so quick to go to African Americans versus well they were so quick to go with black people versus Africans. Like I don't think he was saying like and I felt like I 
as an African American, I understand, and I'm sure you feel this way too. Like the the sadness and kind of anger we feel like we can't really trace back our roots to Africa, so we can't have that same cultural um, background. So when you you know African, some Africans don't like African Americans, which is I find stupid because like we ain't choose to be brought up here. Like we were brought here, our ancestors were brought here. Um, and I feel like a lot of African Americans have this resentment back that way towards Africans. And I feel like they saw this movie, saw an African American, uh, was the villain and thought it was making some statement about that. And it wasn't like he Killmonger is just in America. Right. Like I, that was it. Like, I don't think, I don't think there was any bigger statement about the, um, African versus African American thing. Like, I don't think that was, I don't think that was real. I don't know. I personally didn't take that from the movie. I, I like your take more. Like, I really yeah. like your take. Cause you're, that was, you were, like I said, you were one of the first people I heard break it down like that. And I think that makes more sense considering that Ryan Coogler is a nigga from the hood, from Oakland. Yeah. yeah who has from made it. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure you've seen other examples of people making it and it probably has felt the same way. Because that's why I think at the end, like, he went, like, the first place they go to go back is Oakland. To right. the to the apartment complex that his uncle was murdered in by his father. Like, that was the first place they went back and bought a bunch of places and was like, we're going to help black people here, starting here first. And I thought that, I think, that I thought, that's what I took away from the movie. I saw it twice. That was the message I took from the movie is Wakanda, Vibranium, all that is just an analogy for access and 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 money. Basically, or not money, but like influence right, and right. that some black people have. And the movie that, was talking. Yeah. And the movie was talking to, you know, what sh- how how much do you think you should have to give back? And I, you know. I, I really I like that take, man. And I think a lot of people were so quick to look for flaws in the movie instead of appreciating the fact that he got to say this shit in a comic book movie. He did. Like, you watch any other Marvel movie, and they have, like, you could say Civil War has, like, a theme or, like, undertones of, like, you know, uh, government surveillance and shit like that. You know, yeah. how far is it? But this movie really got to the meat of, like, some serious, like, some real, you know, some issues that, you know, actually mm-hmm. exist, you know, amongst black people. Mm-hmm. And it was real, you know. I, I think Killmonger's character was, I think Ryan Cooler knew what he was doing with making Killmonger so angry and at the same time so short-sighted because that's how a lot, that's how I perceive a lot of these so-called black uh, nationalists or a lot of these people like uh, Umar and uh, Tariq and all of them niggas. I just think that they, they have good points. Like, they say real shit, but at the end of the day, their plans and their ideas kind of fall apart because there's no unity they, they you know, don't. you know what? You know what? I'm gonna take that one step further. Killmonger is basically Umar. Eighty-five percent of what he says makes perfect sense. Then he slides in that fifteen percent. That's just right. dumb as shit. Dumb as shit. And then he <laughs> takes no advice from anyone else. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's not rational with his logic. Really, like it's just it's a lot of short-sightedness. Like they don't. They don't really. They don't really embrace opinions outside their own. They're very brash. Like is I see these niggas every day, and and you know what's funny? I've seen so many smart black people. At least I thought they were smart. They still smart, but they just they just in their feelings. They diss we, people like Killmonger all day on Facebook. They call them hotel niggas. They call them you know all this shit. And then they see a movie, and they just now all of a sudden like they like 
number one fans of the shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't and, think that. And, and I don't necessarily want to call it's him a hotel. Because he was a way deeper character than that. <laughs> no, nah, he's not a hotel. I'm I'm joking when I say he's a hotel. Uh, I've, he got I've a lot a of hotel ways. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was joking about the hotel thing. But, um, you know... I just think that we need to look at this a different way. Like, I don't think you should go into this like, oh, it's showing black libertarianism is wrong or, or like, what, what are some of the things that we've seen? Um, the movie is evil because, hold on, I, th- I deleted the tweet. Man, Actually, yeah, I deleted yeah, it, that guy said it was evil because it makes black libertarianism look like villain, looks villainous and it dangled in front of you like a carrot. But then in the end of the movie, it shows uh, black people being like, weak okay, or, here, like, here we go. Here we go. I found it. Black Panther is a deeply evil film. It dangles the idea of global black liberation in front of you, paints that as villainous, then ends in an orgy of the freest black people ever to walk the earth, slaughtering each other to protect whites. That shit turned my stomach. That is not, literally not the what happened in the movie. That is literally like not what happened at all. <laughs> like, like that, like that take is just like, what? They weren't protecting whites. They were protecting this crazy nigga from like ruining Wakanda. Like the thing people don't see, like he came to Wakanda and just like said, "Fuck y'all traditions. Fuck all this shit y'all had, nigga. I'm gonna do what I want to do." Like Killmonger was only worried about Killmonger. He wasn't worried about freeing all black people. That nigga was trying to like prove his father was right and prove that he deserved to sit on the throne. Yeah, like and the whole black liberation thing. It's not if your idea of black liberation is a massacre of other people, I can't ride with you, fam. Like I I can't ride with you. If your idea of black liberation is we gotta kill everybody else, nah fam. I can't ride with you. Like that's not that's not liberation. That's being what you hate. And they don't mean that shit. They safely say that shit behind fucking computer screens. Like they don't yeah, mean, y'all don't really mean that shit. Y'all, y'all, if it really came down, shit. y'all not outside throwing Molotov cocktails at fucking governors' houses. Y'all not outside with fucking assault rifles shooting cops. Y'all not doing none of that shit. Y'all say all this shit from the safety of a space that you know y'all really sacrifice nothing for. Y'all ain't shed no blood for this shit, and y'all are really scary as fuck. Most of y'all. Like, shut the fuck up. Y'all niggas is not riders. Y'all not warriors. Y'all none of that shit. Y'all just watch too much TV and listen to too much fucking dead prayers. <laughs> listen to Mortal Technique and dead prayers. A lot of them niggas is scary as fuck. And they, like, they not about that shit. They Most not. people ain't about that shit. And there ain't nothing wrong with not being about that shit. But don't sit and watch a movie, a comic book movie, about a nigga that dresses up in a fucking metal, super special metal, magical metal panther suit like when we break this down he dresses up in a magic metal panther suit don't come to me and then be like this movie is now about black liberation like no it's not that's not what the point of the movie was you wanted it to be the point of the movie that was not the point of the movie that was all that's you that's what yeah, you y'all, decided y'all projecting y'all y'all projecting y'all personal politics into some shit like like just let it die man like i mean like i said you don't have to like love the movie all right you can critique the movie <laughs> but when you start saying shit like that, it's just you warping the movie into something you wanted. Yeah. Now, m- moving a little bit on, um, what do you want to see in the, t- in the sequel? Man, I want to see see Wakanda and die. <laughs> I want to see, I want to mm. shit like that. Like I want to see like Wakanda fighting 
uh, outside enemy, but not like not not each other. Like I want to see them showing like their true strength. Like I would love to see uh, Namor too, but I don't think that's gonna happen. Yeah, like I, I've I've said a couple times, I don't think um, Namor will be a thing uh, right now because you you had to you would have to like make Atlantis matter, right? Like very now, quick. yeah, yeah, very very quickly, and I don't think you can do that. Um, I personally wouldn't mind seeing see Wakanda and die, like the see Wakanda and die or something like that. Um, just because like. See what kind of die is one of my favorite uh stories. Uh just because just because of how badass Black Panther is in it. I don't know how you would go about doing that though. Because like who would be the people invading them? Um and, and I kinda don't think the next movie will take place in Wakanda. Um I think part of it will, but I think most of it probably won't. I don't know. I, I do see Ryan Cooler coming back. Because you make this much money, like if I'm Marvel, oh, like yo, oh, yo, you gotta back. come back. Yeah, because he, this this movie has made seven hundred million dollars and they ain't even open in China and Japan yet. Right. I don't. I don't think this movie would be like what it what's become without him. So I definitely think they need him back. Yeah, I would have loved to see Ava DuVernay's vision for this movie, um, just to see what she would have done. Uh, I would love to. Under, I would love for her one day to say what the creative differences were. Yeah, I, I um, definitely. Oh. Yeah, because I, I don't see, like, really where Disney and Marvel, like, changed anything. Um, I mean, you, like, yeah, I, I definitely don't see that. I mean, they like you said, they told him to put in Adrian Ross and make sure you, you know, mention Civil War, keep, keep you know, keep it, keep the continuity there. But other than that, he got, he got a lot of free, he got a lot of freedom. Yeah. Um, I would love to see Seal Conan die. Um, I would love to see the hate monger or some shit. <laughs> Like one of Black Panther's like most ridiculous villains is a hate monger who is de- basically a clone of Hitler, who <laughs> is in a KKK, uh, purple KKK outfit. Uh, but um, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I am interested to see what they do with a sequel. Do you how, think how they go about? See, uh, do you think we get to see Siri? I know it's early. Do you think we ever get to see her become Black Panther? Do you think they're gonna take it that way? Because she seems. I mean, it would be a hell of a journey because right now, I feel like they fused her. I told uh, Taylor this. I told. I feel like they fused her with Riri Williams in the MCU. Uh, Not- no, like I don't think I don't think that will happen yet or ever. To be honest, um, just because that re- that requires a lot of explanation. Now we might see like in the next movie. Maybe she takes the heart shaped herb and puts on a suit or a version of the suit. Um, I can see that. Um, but I don't think we ever get like full blown her as a Black Panther. Um, and I don't really think they mixed her really with uh, Riri. Like, I don't really think we ever get Riri, um, in the MCU. Um, just because like I don't think I don't see them going that route, but or so awful. Said what? I said and that origin story is so awful. Everything else in that comic was great. That origin where her father and her best friend were gunned down. In sc- I was like, yo, that is... Why would you... Like, I like Bendis, man. I do. I, I like Bendis, but dog. Yeah, he needs to run some shit by some black people sometimes. Yeah, like, because like, like, I, I feel like most of the time Bendis does a really good job 
with black people stuff. Like I, I really do. I, th- I do think most of the time he does a good job writing black people, um, writing black people with far more humanity and far more, um, far less stereotypical than a lot of writers do. Um, like Miles, for instance, I think Miles is written really, really fucking well most of the time. But I do think he needs to run certain storylines past black people. That one should have been ran past some black people because it didn't make any sense. It was it was way way too on the nose. Um, but overall, like I said, like Bendis does a good job. I don't I don't hate Bendis. Like it it doesn't like make me think Bendis is Frank Miller out here and just being a mad super racist. Like <laughs> just a little insensitive. Shouldn't shouldn't have written that. But I mean, you can do her story without doing that. So you know, maybe I don't know. Um. But yeah, I, I think we do get Shuri in the suit at some point. I don't know, man, because like one of one of Panther's other big villains is Doom, and I can definitely see that happening. Oh yeah, I, and I think that would be nice to see if somehow they could bring Reed Richards and the Fantastic Four in. Because I, mm. I, I ain't gonna lie, one thing I missed from this was that that fr- like you don't need Reed Richards and the Fantastic Four to make a Black Panther movie or a Black Panther movie franchise, but it would really be nice to see them featured. Like in a future franchise, like in a future movie with them, because just you know, this if you're a comic fan, you just used to seeing them interact with you, with each other. You know what would be really cool, and I could see them doing this because I think they got the Fantastic Four rights back. Right. Um, yeah. What I think would be really cool, you introduce the Fantastic Four in Black Panther too. That would be dope. I, I like think you. Be, you yeah. slipped that on his head, like because he was originally introduced in uh an in, in issue of Fantastic Four, you have them introduced with Doom in Black Panther 2. That would be really dope. Like, if they crashed in Wakanda, like, from space. Yes. Yeah, or, or did, did some shit, like, where you were intro- now you're introducing the Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom in some kind of way. In, and, like, you could still do see Wakanda and die, but you do it with Doom. Nigga, Kugler, get, get us on the phone, nigga. Yeah, like you can, you can still do see what kind of die. Like Fantastic Four don't have to save the day. You just introduce the characters right. in that movie. They might not even be the Fantastic Four yet, but you introduce Reed Richards, or you introduce Johnny, or you introduce uh, Ben. Like you introduce them existing in some fashion. But the main villain of the movie is Doom, and Doom trying to get vibranium or some shit. And then you do see Wakanda and die with Doom attacking. And you know you don't necessarily. And if you want to avoid like wholesale slaughter of some white people, Doom bots. He got a bunch of robots. Right. But, you know, we'll see. Or, you know, I mean, Marvel might do the scrolls. So you might get see what kind of die with scrolls. Right. I really think I really think we might see Secret Invasion next after they finish Infinity uh War. That's what all like what I keep hearing. Um, what I've read, what I'm hearing, is that they're kind of thinking about trying to do Secret Invasion. So we'll see. Bro, that that means we'd be like twenty years in on some damn Marvel movies. That fucking insane. Right. Um <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, what else in nerd shit? I think that's it for nerd shit. Um, hip hop wise, we ain't really got really shit going on in hip hop. Although I do want to touch on something that we ain't really get to talk about, and some people might be mad after this conversation. I don't really care. Uh, this whole Monique Monique situation. Oh shit. Uh, yeah, like because we <laughs> you need Taylor here for this. Oh shit. <laughs> like Taylor's very very I'm adamant I'm a, I'm one a, way or another. Get out, man. Talk your shit, man. I mean. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this before you start. Yeah. I think she, I think she always had a valid point with wanting more, with wanting more than what she was offered. 
Because yep. I'm a huge believer in knowing your worth and mm-hmm. and talking your shit. And if yeah. she, if she felt disrespected by the offer, by all means, that is her right. If she wants more money, she is entitled to that her you know her opinion. She is entitled yep. to her worth, and she is yep. entitled to ask for more money. Yep. And that's all I'm gonna say. That that's all I, I'm gonna say. <laughs> I agree with you though. Like it's not like I disagree. Taylor's the one that disagrees with you. I agree with you. I agree that if you because they went to Netflix talking about a new special. Cool. Bam. Netflix. Hit her with the offer five hundred thousand dollars. If you think as Monique, you say you're the most decorated uh, comedian of all time. Da 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 da. Bam. You don't think you you think you deserve more than five hundred thousand. That is well within your right. My only issue with her it is not necessarily an issue with her. It's the issue with this strategy she got going. This ain't helping you get no money because, like, if. If I thought I was disrespected by that offer, that's cool. I'm going to shop that shit to Cartoon... I'm not Cartoon Network. Damn. Comedy Central, fucking uh, HBO, Showtime, like all the other places that do comedy specials. Because somebody would be willing to pay Monique more than $500,000. I'm not completely... And maybe I've missed it. I've watched her last couple interviews. Maybe I've missed it. I'm not completely understanding why she's so fixated on Netflix paying her that money. Because, like, that's not how this... That's not how most industries work. Like, if my job comes to me with an offer, I don't think I think I'm worth more than an offer. I can go somewhere else and try to get a better offer. And I'm not, and I'm not understanding why she feels the need to continue with Netflix. If Netflix don't want to pay you, there's other places that I I believe would be willing to pay her. That's my only thing because she does have a valid point about you know gender bias, black women getting paid less than every other race. Like I I agree with her there. I don't think the way she's going about it is the best way. That's my thoughts on it. Um, I have far more inflammatory thoughts towards the beginning of this, but as I've gotten more information and listened to her talk about it, like my only thought is like, okay, well then go somewhere else because nobody's going to boy- boycott Netflix for her. That's not, it's not a thing. Nobody's boycotting Netflix for money. I, I will say, I think that, I, and also to interject, I do think she was flawed with that last point though. I, I think if she would have made her case, and mm-hmm. didn't say boycott Netflix, then more people would have stood behind her. But I, I yeah, I, I thought the boycott thing was a bit much. But however, I think her initial claim, I think, was very valid. I also didn't like the way the Breakfast in the Club interview uh, went down. I, I don't really like Charlemagne. He's not my cup of tea. And I think, I really yeah. think that he makes it a point to pick on people, particularly women, because he doesn't say a lot of shit he says to men. And when he gets checked about it, he backs down. I've seen him get checked by a lot of niggas. I've seen Master P check him. I've seen Benny Siegel check him. I've mm-hmm. seen Jay-Z low-key check him. And he backs down very quickly. But when it's women like Little Mama, Nicki Minaj, Monique, he, 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 he bucks up some. Like he feels like he can have more say. And I don't know why that's the case. Of course, it might be misogyny. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't want to project. I think Charlemagne is personally, pur- purposely antagonistic. Like, I think he's purposely antagonistic. Um, I think that's part of his job, to be honest. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Charlemagne. I don't think Charlemagne's like the worst thing ever, as some people speak about him. Um, but I do understand what Charlemagne, what Charlemagne initially said about Monique. Like, I do understand, like. 
you know, the not being worth $500,000. I do think Monique, in that interview, like, comparing Will Packer to Harvey Weinstein, I think, is a really dangerous, uh, irresponsible comparison that I'm not a fan of. But I, I just think, like, all around, like, there was a lot of hurt feelings in that room. And I do think Charlemagne is purposely antagonistic. Like, he does, especially with women, become very um, disrespectful at times. Uh, I've seen interviews where he's, like, asked women questions that I would never ask women. Like, when Cardi B was first on there, and he was asking her about the number of abortions he's got. I was just like, yo, why would you... He really said that? Yeah, like, it was before Cardi B started doing music. Like, this is when she was, like... Well, she might have still been doing music, but before she blew up doing music. This is when she was just loving hip-hop, just Instagram Cardi. And, you know, just, you know, being the ratchet mess that Cardi is. Because Cardi is a ratchet mess. and Or was more at that time. And for some... I don't... I didn't never saw these videos, but apparently he... I saw the video where he had asked her about abortions. And I was like, why would you... Why would you... Why would you feel comfortable asking that? Why is that something that you even need to ask... To begin with, because I wouldn't. That nigga is Lord, man. Yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. Charlemagne is Ed Lord. He is, <laughs> but that's his job. That's also his job. His job is to be antagonistic shock job. The black, the black shock job. That's what his job is. So, you know, not to excuse it, but like, I was just like weirded out. I mean, the same thing with the little mama interview. Like, you made that girl cry. That wasn't necessary. Um. I don't know. Uh, shit, man. I don't know what else. Is there anything else we need to talk about? Um, shit. You got anything else you want to touch on? Man, shit. Blake Bortles got paid. <laughs> what the oh, fuck? Oh yeah, yeah. The, the Jaguars ain't trying to win no games, bro. Right. They ain't trying to win no games. You ain't winning not a goddamn thing with no goddamn Blake Bortles. Bro, what if he flips the script on us and just balls the fuck out next year? Watch where he plays way fucking. Bro, you ain't winning NFL games where you gotta hide your quarterback. <laughs> like you gotta actively do things to make sure your quarterback doesn't fuck it up for you. You're not winning no games like that. And that's them paying Blake Bortles is them basically telling their defense, "Hey, um, we need y'all to be other fucking worldly again. We need y'all to like lead the league in sacks without blitzing and not allow any touchdowns passing the ball again." Because this get and that's you telling Leonard Fournette you don't care about his life. Because you about to get the ball 50 times a game. That's basically what they're saying. I'd be offended if I was Leonard Fournette. Like, so, so y'all can't even try to throw the ball. I don't think they would be sounding Allen Robinson either. So, who, who you think wins the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes? And, does, and, and, and is Kirk Cousins worth all this hype and money? Is he worth all this hype? Uh, he's a decent NFL quarterback. So, I guess, sort of. Um, I think he ends up with the Broncos. I think that was that's the most ready made to win now team. That defense is still good. You got uh, the they receivers. got Yeah, you got receivers. Like I if I'm Kirk Cousins, I'm trying to go to the Broncos. Um, you know, plus I feel disrespected as hell that <laughs> Kansas City basically not Kansas City. Uh uh Washington was basically like, Yeah, we're gonna trade for a older, worse version of you. Like I'd be offended. Um, if Alex Smith was traded to take my job, um, I am interested to see how Pat Mahomes plays next year. Um, so we'll see. Um, damn, that's 
outside the combine, that's it, man. Um, unless you want to talk about gun control. Oh hell no, nah. it's too rich for my blood, bro. <laughs> that's, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, yeah, that's that's it for this week. Well, I'm going to try to not have a month between shows. Uh, and next time I'm trying to have Taylor on. I don't know where Taylor is. Um, I'm gonna hit him up after the show. He probably sleep. Up, man, he napping or some shit. Yeah, that nigga probably sleep. He gonna text me in like an hour. Like my bad, bro. Uh, <laughs> so. Thank y'all for listening to Black is New Black. Y'all know where to find us. Uh, once again, thanks, Bobby, for coming in, uh, being on the show, man. I apologize um, for not being as angry or having ex- the hottest takes like Taylor. I'm sorry. I let y'all down. <laughs> Taylor Taylor would have came in here and said something wild, disrespectful about Monique. Well, he would have got uh, the fuck out. He would have. Y'all, I, I thought I was like really cool with how I felt about people that didn't like the movie based on their politics, but he would have got y'all niggas all the way the fuck out the paint. <laughs> he would have been bad disrespectful. Yeah, t- Taylor. Taylor, uh, I'm gonna let Taylor get those hot takes off next time we have an episode. Cause, Hell yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all gotta do it. Cause by then, shit, the movie will probably reach like a billion dollars or some shit. Yep, yep. So we'll 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 we'll, we'll have Taylor come on and, and talk about that shit next time. But once again, thanks, Bobby, for coming on. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will not have a month between episodes. That was a uh, life happened. So. Thank you guys for listening. This has been Black and New Black. Peace.